What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Idaho Sports Talk with Prater in the Ballgame. So many ways to listen on 95.3 FM, 1350 AM, and always streaming on the new and improved KTIK app. It's time for the Bronco Nation News Report with four-time NSMA Idaho Sports Writer of the Year, B.J. Rains. Uh, we're checking back in with uh, Laramie, or at least that region. B.J. Rains, BNN Report, joining us on our Double Tap Pub Hotline. B.J., you in town yet? You in Laramie? Not yet, not yet. Making the drive, uh, one of the worst road trips to the Mountain West. I mean, you land in Denver, you got to drive two and a half hours to Laramie. So we're uh, we're on the highway, we're en route. So I'll be there shortly. BJ, five games left in the Mountain West regular season. What's the, what's the next big step? If this team can still get better in one area, one emphasis, where do you think that area is over the next five games? Well, I mean, I think you look at the last two games, the offense has really come on. The points per possession, well over 1, 1.0. I mean, you look at what they've done the last two games, went in by 24 and 29, whatever it was. I mean, I think the offense has really come on. And, you know, we believe in Mike Burns. You believe in the defense. But I think the offense at times is maybe, you know, hitting shots and, and scoring points has certainly been something that we've, you know, wanted to see a little bit more of. And so I would say down the stretch, you feel pretty good about the defense, but if the Max Rice and Chibuzo Abos of the world can be hitting three, four threes a game, um, you feel pretty good about this offense moving forward. And, um, yeah, I mean, you're in a pretty good spot. Five games ago, as you said, and, and, you know, everything's still out there on the table. And so I would say if the offense could keep going, you could keep scoring points and, and hitting some outside shots. I think you got to feel pretty good about what you can do down the stretch here. BJ, uh, Leon Rice is 18-7 and seven against Wyoming. He's 6-1 and one versus Jeff Linder, and he's 13-2 and two against former assistants who go on to become head coaches. Obviously, Jeff Linder, one of those. What have you noticed? Why has Boise State, you know, they haven't had the problems in Laramie that a lot of schools have. Well, they have a system, and, and Leon goes to his bench pretty early. I mean, it's going to be maybe even before the first media timeout tomorrow. You're going to see R.J. Keene or Andrew Meadow or Cam Martin or somebody's going to come off the bench like two minutes into the game. You're going to be like, really? He's already going to his bench? Like, Leon just has a system when they play in Laramie. He talked about it yesterday when we were talking to him. Like, they just have a system in Laramie, and, and uh, he said it goes all the way back to when he was at Gonzaga, and they played down there in Albuquerque against Wyoming, and uh, he's just noticed – you know, it, it's a big deal. Playing in altitude is a big deal. Playing playing in Laramie is a big deal. And so Leon's been pretty good over the years of uh, going to his bench. You know, R.J. Keene played well in the last game. He is certainly going to have an opportunity to play good uh, in this game. And, and they're going to they're gonna rely on their bench the next two games. And I think in Laramie in particular, whether it's, you know, chugging the beet juice before the game or whatever the tricks are that they like to use, I, I think that uh, Leon's done a pretty good job of uh, playing, you know, playing the bench and, and knowing what to do in Laramie with the altitude. And it, you're right, it's, it's paid off. They've played pretty well there and obviously want to play pretty well tomorrow. 
You know, BJ, and this is BJ Rains, Bronco Nation News Report. We do it every Friday right here on Idaho Sports Talk. As you know, this is probably, outside of some of those non-conference stuff early on, the longest and physically the most daunting road trip of, of the season for these guys. They left today for Laramie, arrive sometime tonight, don't get back until after the game early Wednesday morning from the Air Force game. How does Leon Rice handle life on the road? You've traveled with this basketball team on the road. Does he mix in uh, some some team stuff? Does he go? Do they go play top golf? Do they go bowling? Or do they just take a whole bunch of naps, eat, watch film, and play basketball? Yeah, I mean, I was saying goodbye to my wife this morning and saying I'll see you in five days, and I felt uh, terrible leaving my kids and for you know my wife and and yeah, I mean, you're going on the road for five days. It's a it's a serious deal here, and they decided. Instead of chartering back after uh, Saturday's game, dealing you know dealing with the the uh, elevation and things, they they just felt like it was a better option, a better deal to just go ahead and stay on the road and drive down to Colorado Springs, and we'll see how that matters for for Tuesday's game. But um, yeah, I mean I think it's going to be mostly business. I think this time of year you don't practice very much. I mean this time of year, whether you're home, whether you're road, it's a lot of walkthroughs, it's a lot of meetings. You know you you want to rest the guys and have them as healthy as they can and as uh, fresh as they can for these games so i don't think you're dealing with a lot of uh, hard grueling two-hour practices it's a lot of walkthroughs short practices i think we're gonna have a short practice on monday when they get down to the air force academy um but no they've got a system and like i said you know whether it's the the psychological thing of uh, chugging a shot of beet juice before the game or whether it's the you know elevation machine uh, that they like to joke around with and have it practice i mean they've got a system on these on these trips that work and um, this is a different trip because, you know, this year, I mean, they're usually used to this, but this year they've been chartering every game. So they finished the game and they're chartering straight back. They're not used to this, or at least this group hasn't done this in the last year or two where they're staying on the road. And so, yeah, they'll find a, a movie or something fun to do. But for the most part, it's just getting guys off their feet, keeping them in the room. Sometimes the guys will bring, you know, a PS5 or something and play video games in the room, whatever it is. Um, but, uh, you know, this is a – a key trip and I'm just I keep envisioning in my head Mike like this next Saturday New Mexico six o'clock sellout crowd if they can win these next two games I just think that there's gonna be so much anticipation for that New Mexico game next Saturday I think it all starts with the you know having to win the Wyoming game tomorrow night Tyson Degenhardt has led this team in scoring and rebounding for five consecutive games, and there's been no stretch this year for for a Boise State basketball player that that he's on right now. Five more games left this regular season. Can Tyson Degenhardt continue this red hot streak that he's on? Yeah, and you guys talked about is he is he going to be player of the year or not? You know, in the last couple of days, and I think Jason, you know, Jaden Ladee is going to be hard to beat. I mean, San Diego State. I mean, I, I guess you could just give it to whoever gets first place and. Grant Osibor and even, you know, what they're doing at Utah State is going to be tough to top, but um, their point guard there has been great too, and I know Ladee's great, but I think Tyson certainly put himself in position for first team all all league honors and, you know, eight of the last 13 games or whatever it is, uh, scoring at least 20 points. I mean, he's been incredible, and I think earlier in conference play we were saying, hey, he's doing it all in the second half. Let's see a little more early in the game. And we talked about it last night on the Tyson Degenhardt show on, on Bronco Nation News when, when he joined me. And we talked about him, his aggressiveness, and wanting to get it going earlier in games. And I think you've seen that the last several games. We're in the first half. It was the Air Force game. He had 20 points in the first half. I mean, he just uh, he's starting to get aggressive earlier in the game. He's keeping that going. And, yeah, I mean, I don't see any reason why he can't get going. I mean, the, the, the games against teams that have a lot of length, like Washington State and some of these games, a lot like guys with you know long arms and a lot of length like he struggles at some point because again he's got good post moves but he's six eight six nine he's not the you know guy that's six eleven seven foot whatever so when he goes against bigger guys at times he can be uh, shut down a little bit but 
for the most part, he's been incredible, and I think he's a first league all team, you know, first team all league player in terms of what he's done lately. And uh, if, you know, when you got Abo and Max and some of these guys hitting from the outside, when you can pencil in 15 points, eight rebounds, pretty much every game from Tyson Degenhart, that's that's a pretty good spot to start for for uh, Leon Rice. BJ, we had a Buzo, a Buzo Abo in the studio a couple of days ago. Had a blast with him. Talked about his future still up in the air. But what type of story is that for you? And will it become Buzo's future? We obviously know he's going to play high level professional ball. Where not sure yet. He does have another year back. BJ, what can you tell us? Yeah, I mean, that's certainly one of the biggest storylines going into the offseason. I mean, you expect Tyson Degenhardt to be back next year. I mean, uh, he, he, last night on the Tyson Degenhardt show, somebody asked about that, and he kind of uh, didn't really want to answer it. And then he kind of said, well, that's the expectation is that I'll be back next year, um, but didn't 100% guarantee that he's back. I would suspect that Tyson Degenhardt's back next year, but, I mean, who knows with what his professional opportunities are, and, and, and who knows um. But, I mean, you look at what it is, and, 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 yes, I mean, you could theoretically have a team next year with Tyson Degenhardt and Omar Stanley and Shibuzo Abo all back for another year, and you throw in some of these other guys like a Andrew Meadow or a Keen or some of these guys. I mean, there's a real reason to believe that next year's team should be better than this year's team. I know fans don't like hearing that, and it's always about next year, next year, next year. I get it. Um, but you look at it right now, like next year's team really could and should be better than this year's team if all those guys come back. So, um Chibuzo Abo in particular, like I feel like folks around the program expect him to come back next year, but again, he's probably going to be one of those guys that declares for the draft, goes out and does some workouts, and then maybe you know ends up coming back to Boise State for, for another year. Um, but at 6'7", and the way he shoots the three ball, all it takes is one NBA team to fall in love with him, and maybe he doesn't decide to come back. So I think he's a very intriguing piece going into the offseason, what he decides to do. But I would think if you had to put your money on it right now, Chibuzo Abo probably comes back next year. And, again, you look at all the pieces potentially coming back next year, I think it's a loaded roster. And if they can you know, supplement a piece or two in the transfer portal, um, super team, whatever you want to call it, I, I think next year's team really does have the potential to be better uh, than this year's team moving forward. Yeah, BJ, I kind of want to follow up on that a little bit, and I want to focus in a little bit more on Andrew Meadow, who I thought was so productive early in the season, getting minutes, getting time, getting points, getting rebounds, and playing well. And, and for whatever reason, over the last, what, six weeks, his production and his minutes have gone down. And I couldn't help but watch him on TV the other night. And Boise State's winning by 32 points, and there's like five minutes to go. And we understand why Leon's doing it. We've learned over the last week why he's playing uh, no garbage time and, and everybody down to the last minute to, to strengthen the schedule and, and improve their metrics. But uh, I worry about a guy like Andrew Meadow. I mean, 16 minutes in the last two games, and Boise State won those two games by a combined 60 points. Andrew Meadow, if I'm him, I'm kind of like, what the hell am I doing sitting on the bench in Boise, Idaho for? Do I have to worry about that dude in the offseason? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, he sees that Max Rice is obviously gone after this year. Um, And and I know Tyson and him play a similar position, but um, I I don't think you have to worry about Andrew Meadow transferring. I mean, this is a high-level player. I mean, this is a dude that hit a game winner on the uh, AAU circuit. He was on LeBron James' son, Bronny James' AAU team. He had a game winner and then turned around and slapped LeBron James five. Like, I mean, this dude has played at the highest level of AAU and summer basketball, and he's a heck of a player. And I saw him in Canada score 31 points uh, in one of the games up there. So, um, you know, it, it's just he's a freshman. He's wor- he's earning his stripes. And I know in the NIL era and the transfer portal era, like, guys, it's, 
it's it's immediate gratification. Guys want to just be a star right away, or they're out of here. And I get it, but I believe that uh, I I think he believes, and I believe the coaching staff believes that like he is close to just scratching the surface on the type of player that he can be. And I don't think he's the type of guy that after one year is just going to get out of here and transfer. I mean, you look at Boise State's track record; they have not had a lot of guys the last four or five years that have transferred out. And so they're pretty good about keeping these guys and letting them know their time is going to come. And, again, Max Rice leaving is going to open up 37 minutes a game here for guys moving forward. And so um, I know necessarily he doesn't play the exact same position, but um, I I wouldn't worry too much about that, Prater. I I believe Andrew Meadows is going to be a part of this program moving forward. I haven't heard anything to think otherwise, and I still think he has a chance to be in – all-league type player here fairly soon. All right, BJ, Double Tap Pub Hotline, BJ Reigns, Prater on the ball game. You are traveling to Laramie as we speak, and we love BNN, and your coverage is going to be outstanding. Let everybody know how and when they're going to follow you and Laramie, BJ. Yeah, 4.30 tomorrow. The game's at 5.30. We'll have the live pregame show at 4.30 on Bronco Nation News, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. We'll have Abe Jackson live. We'll show you the warm-ups. We'll get you set for the game. We had Jeff Linder on our show this morning at 9 o'clock, the Wyoming coach, so we'll replay some of that interview. So, uh, yeah, we're we're staying on the road with the team. So we'll be uh, live in Laramie pregame, postgame, and then uh, head down to Colorado Springs and have live pregame and postgame Tuesday for the Air Force game. So uh, two massive games. I know fans, some folks, you guys, whoever, like assume the Broncos are going to win these next two games. But the Laramie game tomorrow in particular is a very sneaky, tough game. And if Boise State can take care of business, win both these games, they're going to come back to uh, Extra Mile Arena next Saturday for what should be a sold-out electric atmosphere against uh, New Mexico. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to the next stretch. Huge game tomorrow, and we'll have uh, pregame, postgame, bronconationnews.com. Safe travels, BJ. Great stuff, as always. Thanks, man. Appreciate you guys. Have a good weekend. That's the BNN Report right here on Prater and the Ball Game, bronconationnews.com. Subscribe and follow Boise State like never before. We're going to get back to this basketball program. Buzo Abo in this studio a couple of days ago. He talks about Tyson Degenhart. What's he like as a teammate? We'll get to that. We come back with the news on Prater in the Ballgame. This is Idaho Sports Talk with Prater in the Ballgame on 95.3 FM, 1350 AM, and always streaming on the new and improved KTIK app. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I wasn't, like, in a company. And I don't know, like, how marketing, sales. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company. Yeah, and... Like Jay-Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. To that... Remind me not to quote any hip-hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. <laughs> when you first said I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen.